Good evening, Patriots. And it's the end of Wednesday, May 24th in the year 2023. Corruption is really at the core of so much of the problem we have in this nation. It's not just corruption in the normal sense, like financial, but it's a corruption of morality. And this is one of these things that really, from a daily fight point of view, it's probably our biggest challenge ahead of us. It's taking, getting responsibility back, getting pastors to start being accountable to their teachings, not just being able to stand at a pulpit and say something. It's removing the worships of things and idols and money, that sort of stuff. It's pretty deep, and we have a lot of challenges ahead. We're going to dig into some of that. One thing I do want you to think about, though, in this middle of this crazy war, and it is a crazy war, because these people aren't playing around, and they are coming for your food, and you do want to make sure that you are well-equipped and well-stocked with items that can last a long time, especially when we deal with sudden shifts and crises. And that's My Patriot Supply. Patriots, you've seen the dire headlines we're facing in the world today. Everywhere you look, things are falling apart. That's why the smartest investment you can make right now is in your family's food security. We've seen supply chains break down, food processing plants burn. We've seen animals cold because of so-called viruses. The reality is you might not be able to find food when the next disaster strikes. Imagine a moment in the future where grocery stores could be empty, roads closed, and trucks won't be able to make deliveries. When that happens, you need emergency food in full supply. That's why I urge you to grab a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company. When you order today, you'll save $200 on each kit you need. Having these kits means your family will stay fed while others stand in food lines. Don't delay. Order your three-month emergency food kit today and save $200 per kit. It's easy to order. Go to preparewithbards.com. You'll get fast and free shipping too. Preparewithbards.com. Do this today. You won't regret it. Preparewithbards.com. Yeah, it's um, crazy times. And so much of it is a government that is not telling us the truth. There's a short piece I want to play for you here. I think this guy pretty much nails it, dealing with bunkers that are being built in South Dakota. Take a listen to this. Sitting in the middle of X Point, the largest survival community in the world, with 575 bunkers spread over 18 square miles of land. Effectively, we're building a city. It's three quarters the size of Manhattan. You know, the government knows a lot that they don't tell us. I think they do know something. They've built deep underground bunkers across America and Europe and Russia and China in preparation for something that they know is going to come. But have they told us about it? No. And why? Because the government can't tell you about a problem that they don't have a solution for or that they can't provide. And doing so would create total social economic collapse. It's anarchy. And that's what you want to worry about. So that community is a private community that's being built. But their responses to all the things that the government is doing and obviously not telling us. I think we've become a little bit numb in a place of looking at this world and passing things off as deep state or the corrupt government. And I want to kind of dig into this a little bit because these are people, at least from what we understand. I mean, and I don't say this, I'm going to say this a little bit tongue in cheek, but the fact of the matter is, I mean, unless we're dealing with an alien race or lizard heads that are looking like us, our context is what we're looking at our people. So let's just take the the bad side for a moment. The bad side of this fight is obviously making the rules that was involved in development of an mRNA vaccine that was knowingly going to cause long-term damage, harm, and death to people, that was mass-produced long before Operation Warp Speed and was stockpiled, 
It was originally briefed, um, a concept like this was originally briefed back in Fort, in Fort Detrick around 1998. The concepts continued to develop under Fochi as early as 2002. The actual mRNA patents and funding has now been traced back to around 2012, with patents surfacing around 2014 and 15, with a knowing cause of negative impact on humanity. It's very easy to gloss this over, like when we say things like the worshipers of Satan, or we say the followers of Maul and Bullock, of Baal and Mullock. I just inverted that one. Baal and Mullock. We, we tend to place a broad spectrum uh, blame on things like Planned Parenthood. But each one of these things that we're talking about, even the destruction of the economy, the pillaging of our finances, it all comes down to people. People. So imagine all of the doctors and scientists in the chain of events that went with this mRNA vaccine. Now, there's going to be a whole bunch of deflecting on this. It's already starting. I didn't know. I wasn't informed. I was never trained. I was coerced. That's the one I love the best. And we hear this. I was pressured and coerced. We hear this from people that took it. The fact is that choices were made over the last three years in particular, but over these last years, choices have been made that represent and reflect a person's moral base. And so the pressure is going to fall back on us. And I'm telling you, it's already begun. That as Christians, we're supposed to forgive and move on. And this is what I've said so many times. Forgiveness of our heart is unburdening our heart from this hatred and vengeance or pain that someone else put upon us. But it does not change accountability in any step of the world. word. What we do in life echoes into eternity. And that's a very heavy statement to make and one that people need to deeply internalize. Because as we witness these events happening and we have felt the backlash for us holding a different line, we've had to reflect more deeply into our faith. We've had to dig more deeply into who we are be accountable to Father God. And I think every single one of us can say that what we have discovered is we must deeply humble ourselves before him because we are so massively imperfect. Though we have found a pursuit, I would believe collectively, that is greater and more engaged and more righteous than we ever thought possible. Those are all good things, but it also reminds us just as Jesus said, there has been no greater man born than John the Baptist, and even he does not even come close to those that are in heaven. So it puts us all kind of in perspective. But the accountability on a personal level is a great thing. It's a huge thing. And part of this is not to grind an ax, because this is what Americans in particular and humanity in general likes to do. We like to say, okay, well, let's get over it. This is a great line. Let's get over this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, if you're watching the media right now, you're watching them starting this thing of, okay, look, we didn't know what we didn't know. We made some mistakes with mRNA and we made some mistakes on the shot. Let's just get over it and let's move on and let's learn our lessons. The answer is no, let's not. I am not going to Step, sit here and say I'm angry. I'm not. But I am going to say that I'm clearly focused on justice. My heart has no vengeance in it. My heart has no hatred, but my heart has a purity of truth that sits within it that is righteous. And we will not pivot off of this topic until there is accountability for what happened. That includes the election of 2020. But everybody wants to move past these things. Let's just get on to the next thing. Like, let's let's get our new cell phone. I'm so excited. I haven't learned how to use my current phone to its maximum capacity, and that's okay. But what I want to do is I want to get the new phone. And, oh, yeah, I know there's some biometric stuff on that. I don't care. That's just good. It just makes it easier for me to use. 
Everything is about moving on to the next thing. So I was doing some praying the other day. Well, <laughs> I do some praying every day. But I was doing a particular prayer the other day and asking Father God, how do we begin at the pulpit to reestablish not only um, the mightiness of the pulpit, but the accountability of life and death at the pulpit? And this is the answer I got, which I'm actually totally energized on this, by the way, which I'm going to at least attempt to make happen in the next year. And he said, bring them to your ranch and have them butcher a cow or an animal and have them get shoulder deep in the blood of the animal they butchered. Like, well, that, that will do something. That'll definitely mess up your skinny jean look, I'll tell you right now. I find these sorts of things like this really interesting because a, a word like that is very powerful and it shows us some things right before us where we can start affecting major change. As you know, part of the vision of this ranch that we have is to turn this into a training center, to train life skills eventually for youth, but in, to also expose people to life skills that will be transformational. So I'm very much in that space. Patriots, one of the things that we need to be conscious of is our air that we breathe. And this is really an important process of keeping our bodies healthy, our minds clear, and focused the way we're intended to be. And that creates an, a necessity to have some technologies at times that are going to be beneficial for us. There's a product now that I'm using that I'm completely satisfied with and more than satisfied. It's impressive. It's called EnviroCleanse. And this is a U.S.-made filtration system for our homes. It has a HEPA filter. It has a mineral technology filter, which is one of their patent pendings. It's even used by the Navy to help purify the air in their ships. And this thing works amazingly well. Different speeds in which you can or recycle the air through your rooms and through your home. It varies from, say, like one time an hour to multiple times an hour. And in that process, you're pulling out viruses, bacteria, dander, dust, all of the sort of pollutants that can cause chest problems, breathing problems. It's an amazing product. So if you head over to ekpure, ekpure.com, ekpure, use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, get 10% off and free shipping. These are an investment that I feel is part of a necessity of the way we're currently living now. And it's also part of a whole array of products, as you've noticed, that I've been rolling out to help build our whole health and healthy ecosystems in the home. So EK Pure is one of these very important products that, quite frankly, I had not really considered until the opportunity came. They wanted to be part of this show, which I'm very honored that they do. And so when doing that, as I started to use it and then realizing like, wow, this is really an amazing product. We have it here. So again, go to ekpure, ekpure.com. Use your promo code BARDS. Get 10% off. You'll find all the information on this below each podcast. Again, go to ekpure.com. Use your promo code BARDS. Get 10% of free shipping. You won't be disappointed at all. Where we are in this moment in our time in our history is that we have been intentionally moved away from the real of life. And we have become accepting and normalizing of things that are immoral. And we have become normalizing of things that are absolutely despicable in our government, for example. We've become accepting of a ruling class that is different than us, that worships differently than us, and we've accepted that. And though we complain about it, we don't do anything about it. Let's talk about David. See, this is where this comes in. It's really interesting to me. Now, you know that when David came up, he went to deliver some food sent by his father, only to arrive and find that the army, where his brother was, was sitting off to the side. They were afraid of Goliath. So there's all this discussion that ensues, and basically the captain tells him that he's not a soldier, he's not suited, and David just basically says, whatever, I'm going to do it anyway, and reminds the, the, the captain of the army there that he's done many things with his herd. He's fought lions. He's done these things because he's a shepherd boy. 
But the part that I love so much is when Goliath comes forward, David isn't saying God said. David isn't saying I need to check with my father on this. David is leaning in and literally speaking on behalf of a righteous soldier on behalf of kingdom. Because as he approaches Goliath, he reminds Goliath that he has defamed the one God, the true God, the God of hosts. He doesn't, he's, he's in alignment with Father God. And I want, I want to be very clear here. We tend to weigh, too, we tend way too much to play the hand of love and God loves us all. And we forget that there is a consequence in our life. We are all going to face him at some point. We are all going to be accountable for every thought, breath, action we've ever taken. We all will. And there's no escaping that. That's, that's a, and ultimately that judgment, which we should all be excited about, is simply going to burn away all the things that had nothing to do with our love and, and work within kingdom. And what we're left with is what we're left with. But there's going to be many people that have lived their life that are going to be truly broken because there'll be nothing left or very little. Now, David is in this place, and this is why I go back to this, because it's so profound for me when I read this. He just steps into the arena. And while he is speaking in, align, in, in alignment with God, it is David that is pushing into this saying, you defamed my God. And now I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. And after I kill you, I'm going to cut your head off. I'm going to kill you and cut your head off. And I think that's the part that's amazing as well, is because after he kills him, Goliath falls, boom, done. He could call it a day. But he doesn't. A young man pulls up Goliath's sword, which has to be as big or bigger than him, because Goliath is a giant and uses his sword to cut off Goliath's head. He completes the entire cycle of events. Doesn't leave anything out, doesn't sidestep stuff, doesn't get to that point and goes, okay, I'm sorry, you're hurt. Let's call it good. He delivers absolute and total justice by his word. The words have the power of life and death. We don't live like that at all. You know, I'm sitting here and... Much of what we see on the social media place with this very disgusting movement of LGBTQAI plus and whatever other alphabets you want to put on there is there's just not enough outrage. So let, let's focus on a positive and let's focus on what we'll call it needs improvement. And no, we're not doing everybody gets a trophy either, so don't worry about that. Because if you're expecting that, you're in the wrong place. Because <laughs> if you're dumb, you're going to get called dumb. And if it's bad performance, it's going to be called bad performance. Just so we're clear. So, you know, I just don't want to have wrong expectations here. Somebody's going to be at the end going, wait a minute, I thought I was going to get a trophy. What'd you do? Well, I didn't do anything, but I, was, I came here because I thought we were all doing a get a trophy thing. No, it's not happening like that. All right, so back to the story. The Bud Light boycott's going well. I love this. In fact, it's going so well that there's a whole bunch of crisis concerns going on at J.P. Morgan. They have a very bad predictions coming out of this, and they're very much concerned that Bud Light as a brand will be destroyed and the ripple effect could very much affect the entire brand of Anheuser-Busch. Good job, Patriots. But if we're going to truly walk in kingdom and walk as David and not get confused with the wrong placement of forgiveness, which is what this is, I'm getting to, then more people should join this and people should never again drink Bud Light beer and everybody should walk away from Anheuser-Busch and let the entire brand in the United States sink. I, and, it, and you have to step away from this issue, which is people are going to, I've already heard it. Yeah, but what about the workers? 
What about the distributors? That's been, that's been Bud Light's argument, by the way. We're a company of people. Well, you might have wanted to thought about that before you put up a weenie snipper and groomer and pedophile gay up there in front of everybody. Wanting to put his face on a can so the kids could be influenced by him and ultimately they could rape the kids. I mean, that's ultimately what we're talking about here, right? And I, and I think that's part of it in this discussion is we have to start getting real about what's happening. They don't care about you and I. We're in the way. What do they care about? These are like hungry wolves circling a prey, ready to pounce. And what they're looking for is your children. They want to rape them. They want to have sex with them. They want to fondle them. They want to see them transformed into damaged goods that become like them. They are excited about the idea of having their genitals mutilated. They are excited about the fact of having their reproductive capacity mutilated. They celebrate this. It's all part of their worship and sacrifice. So let's get very real about what we're talking about. And I don't care if you show me a transgender that's over here in the Republican Party or one in the other party. They're all the same as far as I'm concerned, and that's going to irritate somebody, and I really don't care because they're all off base to begin with. Most of this is demonic influence. So there's going to be some demons going to be sliding in there going, hey, don't worry about me. I'm a, My name is Ron DeSantis, and I'm good here. Don't worry about me. Just don't vote for Trump. I mean, it's that, I'm obviously being tongue-in-cheek about it, but this is the point is that we are dealing with a massive demonic attack. And we don't have the courage of David. Now, we have had a transgender come forward in Bud Light. And the thing is that the drinkers of Bud Light have thrown up their hands, thank goodness, and they've said we're not going to drink anymore. At least not, no, no more of that pee water called Bud Light. And this has to continue. It's the, the question is, does the patriot have the resolve of David to hold the line and to pursue this enemy until it is destroyed? Or is this a temporary bump in the road, like it was with Target? The original boycott of Target was phenomenal. Christian patriots all over the country said no more when they started to do transgender bathrooms. But once we got to that place of comfort or distance from the problem and people became accepting, they changed their behavior. So instead of allowing their children to go to the bathrooms, they might escort their children going to the bathroom, or they would not allow their children to go to the bathroom. But the bathrooms are still screwed up. And instead of boycotting and making Target suffer, Tar Target even went so far as to say in that original boycott that it won't endure, that they will be just fine after a few months. And hopefully Bud Light is showing us, the Bud Light boycott is showing us something that there's a change, though I'm not convinced myself. Target is in a place where they've already started to maneuver because they're changing their marketing approach so that people are less shocked and more accepting of the Target brand. And how do they do that? In key markets that they assess to be critical or at risk, they moved their displays from the front of the store to the back of the stores, took everything off of mannequins and put it on flat stack shelves and didn't draw attention to it. So I'm going to put this to you to reflect on what type of person shops for goods that have a weenie tuck pouch so that a two-year-old can get accustomed to wearing something that will tuck their penis when they grow older and make them look like a girl. I'm, you tell me what type of person shops like that for their child. Or what type of person buys a two-year-old a chest binder? What type of person buys a man-sized bikini that is a woman's full-body bikini with special features on it so that they're junk doesn't squeeze out and their junk gets tucked and looks like it's not a man.
I'm I'm asking you here to reflect on this because Target has those products on their floor. And yet people are still shopping there. And the reason that they're okay with it is because they've come up with a moral and rational decision in a morally bankrupt society that they can shop there because they don't see the problem. If I don't see it, it doesn't exist. If it's out of the way, then we'll just let, or even worse, we'll just kind of let them all, we can all be inclusive, but we don't have to deal with that sort of people. When we sit back and we look at what's happening right now, there's an interesting moment in time. I'm not one that believes that we're going to have a sudden and rapid change. I think this is going to be a very long fight. Now, I could be wrong, and I will qualify that, and I will always, as I've said, if I've made things statements like that that are fairly bold, and I'm wrong, I'll let you know I'm wrong. But I don't see this changing rapidly. I see this being a long and enduring fight because at the core of all the fight isn't dirty people. It's bankrupted morality of a culture and a society. And with that, there has become an acceptance of compromise. How do groomers, let me rephrase, how do you create more transgenders? You traumatize children. That's how you do it. But let's look at some very real facts. If you are a youth that is converted to a transgender, as they are doing now, the drugs that you take and the surgeries that you're part of will never leave you. You will forever be having surgery. If you are a man that's been converted to operate like a woman, the body is not built that way, and the uh, holes that they create within you are like wounds, and they constantly heal. And so either the person has to constantly tear them open or they have to go into surgery. This is a true statement. I'm not making this up. And then there's the issue of flesh because the flesh itself is not intended to be there and there's a personal type of rotting that goes on that they have to surgically remove from time to time. This is the legacy that parents are doing to their children. It's not just a surgery. They've completely transformed the way the body works. Now, when you add hormones to this, the hormones will change the person physically, emotionally, but they must be on those hormones for the rest of their life. And those hormones, if they don't, if they take them, their life is shortened. If they don't take them, their life is even more shortened, but they will never be able to go back to where they were. They'll try, and there's a lot of testimony to this and people that are trying to get back, but the hormone therapies have been so complete that they the people talk about perpetual pain. Uh, there's issues of bone density, osteoporosis, and one of the latest ones that's happening is that young girls' spines are not developing correctly after they get onto hormone blockers, beta blockers, and the hormone therapies. So they're actually walking like old women with osteoporosis by the time they're 8 or 12. This is what they're doing to the youth. And they're enjoying this, by the way. Let's be clear. They're celebrating it. This is why they're having these... Man, I'm, I'm, there's sometimes I have I want to say so much more because but the, it, to be appropriate, the, the vocabulary would be vile. But it's these gay parties and like North Face that just went woke. North Face, yeah, North Face backpack stuff, which I have two of their waterproof bags that I've used that are now literally, once I replace them, are going to be burned. And I'm going to film it for everybody too. I'm never going to, I'm not even passing them on. These pedophiles, these groomers, these predators are celebrating the destruction of youth to become screwed up like them because the youth, these people are probably more psychopath than they are screwed up and the youth will be broken and will forever, forever be their slaves. And then if they do it right and groom them correctly, they themselves, the youth will become predators, angry, and seeking to make more of their own. But here, here, let's look at, again, some of the facts of time. If you're a transgender and you're taking hormone therapy, you're going to be dead by about 45 to 50 years old, maybe 40. That's a true statement. 
We have no idea of the long-term effects. There's no been real cases of long-term studies of some of these surgeries they're doing, but the hormone block, the hormones that they take will almost ensure that you'll be dead by 40 to 50. You will not live a long and happy life. And because of the instability that it creates emotionally, you will be unstable and unhappy for most of your life. Though so you'll try to convince yourself otherwise, most are not happy. Suicide rates are off the rails because of that, because at 30 years old, they emotionally can't handle the change that they've been having to deal with because it's not natural and they will to commit suicide. This is the tragedy in which we live. And why don't I paint all that picture? Because when we get back to the simple act of boycotting, that's what that boycott is about. Whether it's Bud Light or whether it's North Face or whether it's Target, if you were really conscious about what you were understanding was going on, and I'm not accusing anybody of not being, but I am emphasizing that we must all be. So let me rephrase that. If we are all being conscious about what is really going on, we would never touch a company of any kind that pushed a woke agenda. Never. Because at the end of the day, the fancy little colors and the stealing of God's rainbow ultimately comes down to the horrors of Pizzagate and the type mutilations that are going on in these children to destroy them forever for their own pleasure. You're dealing with a new class of Nazis. And unfortunately, what's come out of the COVID crisis is that there's a body of people out there that made morally and spiritually very bad decisions. They chose the injection over God. They chose to trust in a corporate entity rather than trust in their father. That's, that's at the core of everybody's decision that took the shot. And so now that they've been compromised once, they're getting compromised again by giving soft head nods to things like, well, let's do inclusion. I may not like woke agenda, they'll say, but I, we still need to be, we all need to love each other. That's the new age Luciferian crap that they keep feeding into this system. Because what's missing in any other faith like this, what's missing? Accountability. Do as thou, thou wilt. That's the Luciferian model, motto. And they've stripped away accountability. But there is accountability. David reminds us again of accountability. As Goliath speaks out against God, David kills him. It's pretty intense when you think about it. And I don't recommend that action on somebody down the street, like a liberal who tells you they hate God. I would not recommend a David-level action, but I'm just making the point that the consequence for defaming David, it's God, his father, was that David stepped forward and took five stones, put one between his eye, and took Deliah's sword and cut off his head for defaming the Lord of hosts. Because, because David was so mighty, and so tied with the true God, his relationship with God was intimate. There was no way there was going to be any tolerance for defaming God. So I put this out there because as I look around the country and I look around all the crazy stuff going on, what I see is not righteous rage or, if you prefer, righteous indignation. I don't see the boldness of the Davids saying absolutely not. And all we're actually asking for here is the boycotts. Are you willing to, for the rest of your life, never put foot in Target again? Never buy any of their crap ever again? Are you willing to do that to every single company that tries to promote a woke agenda? And that would mean, at the end, that there's not going to be many companies left. And I'm okay with that. I personally am okay with that. In fact, those bags that I talked about for North Face, I just want to put a value on them, okay? So you understand what I, where this hits me. Those bags were approximately $250 for one and about $180 for the other. They're great bags. They're waterproof. I've used them for traveling all over the world, and they're in great shape. And I've used them regularly now when I travel, including carrying my body armor in one of them. And both of those bags... In the next couple of weeks, once I get my replacements, we'll get a dosing of gasoline and will be torched and burned to the ground. And I will melt them and burn them and film it to make my point that I don't care the cost. I don't care what it costs me. 
it's not worth having it in my home. Because what it symbolizes is just like when in David sacked this or when Joshua was directed to sack the city of Jericho, he was warned not to sack the temple or take anything from it. And yet one of his people did. And if you remember that story, it's an important story to reflect upon because they lost the next battle. And Joshua came to to Father and he said, what did we do wrong? And Father said, I've had it. You violated what I told you not to do. So if you recall the story, the consequence of violating that rule that God set down was that all the things of that family had to be burned and the people, the entire family was stoned to death. See, we don't live in that world of consequence now. And yet, if we don't have that level of consequence, how are we going to restore this country? Make America great again. Okay, I can guarantee you I can set up a plan that will work and it will use the entire remnant and everything will have strict accountability. That's how you make America great again. So my challenge really here is this. And it... It's a simple action that creates a profound change in each of us. As I've talked about open carry and the importance of what that is, and I will continue to talk about that. Because when you open carry, you don't just change the dynamic of yourself and the interaction you have with others because you're now walking into the world. But what you do is you change the relationship in which people view you and interact with you. That's very positive. And even the squawky liberal who doesn't like the fact you're open caring will love you if you save their life or they'll be so foolish like many that they'll never understand what happened because they were too blind to see. So we have to start making hard commitments. And each one of us has to find this and do this. I can't lay out a list of 100 companies, but I know this. And when I bump into a company that goes woke, I'm done with it. Now, that's going to get a little difficult because I know there's going to be some gas companies, some fuel companies that are going to go woke. That's almost guaranteed. We'll have to figure it out. And we may not be able to do this at 100% because there may be some essential items that we're going to need, but we have to limit our interaction with these people and with these companies. And it can't be just a, a trendy thing like the boycott of Target. Because Target got those customers back. Most of those people went back to Target. I still meet an occasional person that says, I'll never put foot in Target. And every time I'm like, God bless you. Wonderful. But these are decisions we have to make. We have to pivot now. And this is the opportunity for unbelievable growth and pivot if we do it right. I mentioned this in the last hour. Actually, I mentioned it in chat and I'm going to mention it here. And it's surprising to me, actually. I know that in chat the last hour that we had at least five people talk about how they were seamstresses, good ones. And my challenge in chat, which I'm putting out here, is, okay, so when when a person gets enraged at something, like Target putting up trans garbage for children, where is the righteous move, and I mean it in these words, that stands up and says, you will not defame my God. We'll simply make our own clothes. Screw you. And the seamstresses come together and start making children's designs. This is a, it's a right, right market right now to have people, goods that are handmade again. And... This is where we as a community have to start looking this way. We have so much talent within our ranks. And it's it's ranges many ways. All of the snacks, for example, of for all of our guests, our speakers at Bards Fest are going to be made by MB Knight Baker, one of our own. She's making the snacks. The coffee cup that goes in every bag will be made by Jennifer Knight or Jennifer uh, Renee, who has 
who does raku pottery. And each one of these things has to be, should be done this way because we're pivoting off of the woke culture and putting it back within our own community. That's the two steps of the boycott. It isn't just to deny. You know, I, if you, if for whatever crazy reason that you like beer, like Bud Light, that literally smells like cat urine, and I don't know why you would like that, but if you do and you're so compelled, I'm not going to judge you for it. But I would encourage you to try to find a local brewery that would make something better than cat urine, that would satisfy your taste and be able to fulfill your desires and pivot away from the corporate entities. We have to break from this corporate cabal that's controlling us. And what that also means is we're going to have to do with less. And here's the other great thing, though. This is what's amazing. When we start running our own network, there's many different ways to pay. When you go to Target, you're going to pay with a variety of mechanisms, a Visa, a MasterCard, maybe perhaps a Diners Club. I don't even know if they still use them. An Amex, a debit card with a Visa MasterCard tag on it, perhaps a Discover card if they're still around. Or cash, but that's getting discouraged. Apple Pay, Google Pay, probably a couple others there. PayPal, pretty much. I mean, those are the sort of things that you're offered to pay with. But when we're dealing with an exchange between one-on-one, we can have offer. Someone says, well, I don't have the cash, but for example, is there something that you could use? And I say for I said, because I'm about ready to buy some. Let's just say I said, oh, I, I need some honey. Well, I just happen to have... 10 pounds of honey. Well, great. Let's do an exchange. See, that's officially we call that barter. In real life, we just call that exchange. I'm really meaning what I'm saying here. It's in, This is not just an act of defiance and boycotting companies like Target and North Face. And I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more. Uh, GoDaddy's another one. I refused. I moved all my stuff off of GoDaddy a year and a half ago or two years ago at a pretty substantial expense because they went straight up pedophile butterflies. And I'm not exaggerating. I was like, I can't believe this place. We have to make the pivots and we have to find the alternatives. And if we don't have the alternatives, then we need to make it. It's pretty simple. And that, that opens up the opportunity to create opportunity of business for other people. So, It's not time to get down or frustrated, take our anger, pivot it, turn our anger into action. We should be righteously pissed off at these people for trying to go after the children. We should be raising the stones of David and ready to take them down and tear their head off with their own sword. What does that look like when we execute that into an economic environment and an informational environment? It means we, one, we present the problem. We establish what actions we're going to take and we hold to them and never change because we're not, we cannot allow a Target, a North Face, a Bud Light, an Anheuser-Busch to continue. They are the Goliaths of the day. They must be, metaphorically speaking, beheaded. And the only way that's going to happen is if their source of nurturing is removed from them, their blood life, which is their money and their transactions. We remove that and cripple them. So that's the action. And then furthermore than that, then we need to point out the next phase, which is what is the solution? And the solution is I'm either, I will either say I'm buying from, and this would be someone I'm buying from, for example, or I'm making it and I have it to sell as an alternative. But when we do those things and put it together, that creates a massive action, a massive movement. And that's how we fight literally with the sword of the spirit. We know that there's a potential blow up here coming. No one's going to deny that. No one wants it. Anybody that's waiting and eagerly for it is, I'm going to say, is waiting for the wrong thing. Being vigilant and being eager are not the same. But this this type of fight is what they constantly do is they wrap us around emotional things so that we can't see clearly to the actions we can take to devastate them. 
when you have J.P. Morgan literally providing devastating assessments on the impact of the Bud Light boycott, you know it's hitting. And J.P. Morgan is going to be tied up with the same levels of people like at BlackRock and Vanguard that are pulling the strings on this environmental social justice score. It's actually social governance, but it's an ESG score. So the ripple effects are being felt up high. All we have to do is continue to be defined. It's just like, you know, you're going to accept a digital currency. The answer is, no, I'm not. We will find a way around it. So our actions should reflect our faith. And in living in those actions of boldness, we need to remember the great warriors of Scripture when David killed Goliath, it wasn't like he was later going to go over and go, okay, guys, I'm sorry. I'll put a bandaid on him. We'll make it all better now. Let's, let's kiss and make up. That's not what happened. The whole army was eventually, as they scattered into the hills, they were hunted down, and that would translate to and killed or captured. So be warriors. We all need to awaken the warrior ferocity in us. Spend time, share the knowledge, find alternative sources, find the small cottage industry. It's not a better cottage industry to start right now, in my opinion. Well, not, well, I think there's many of them. I think a number of them that are outstanding, and one of those on the list right now is, is, being, is sewing and making stuff. But when we're fabricating and making stuff, this is great. We have a community. We're continuing to build networking within it, sharing ideas, sharing thoughts, and we're working to improve that facility a capability on our own website, hopefully by shortly at the end of June. So I'm, I'm, in, I'm saying all this because this is where we take control of the narrative because we take control against an enemy that wants us to believe that they're undefeatable, that they can't be conquered, that they can't be beheaded as Goliath tried to tell David. But we can topple them. We are toppling Bud Light. Now we just need to line up and do every, do every one of them. And with that, it means lifestyle changes. It, David's life changed in that moment, I'll tell you right now. He wasn't the same after he chopped off the giant's head. Step in the gap. Answer the call. Stand up to this. Use your gifts and talents. Network with others. Share what you discover. Find the good people to find the alternative ways. There's potters, there's bakers, there's metalsmiths, there's people that run blacksmith shops, there's people that do fab labs, fab, fab, fabrication facilities. There's people that sew. I've been, we even discovered tonight there's somebody that makes sales within our group. And we're just touching the top of it now. We're not even getting to the meat of it. There's people that raise cattle. There's people that raise bees. There's, there's all of this within our network. And as I go through those lists of things and I strip away the nonsense of the consumerism of the cult of consumerism where you're being told that, well, you need to have that new toaster oven because this new dry air fry toaster oven will have all this computer gadgetry on it. All you have to do is press a button and walk away and it automatically will sensor. Okay, whatever. How about this? I've got a PK grill outside my door. It's a barbecue grill. It's made down in Alabama or Arkansas. I think it's Alabama. But anyway, it's a design from the 1950s. The guy bought the brand, resurrected the company. They do the same thing they did since the 1950s. It's made of aluminum. It's cast here in the United States. One of the best barbecue, charcoal barbecue grills around. I cook everything on it if I, that, that, I, that I can. I don't need the air fryer. I don't need a digital meter. Matter of fact, I have a manual thermometer on it. See, there's answers to everything. And especially as we break out and we start to empower ourselves, Target shouldn't have to even be in our backyards anymore. It should just have to close its doors and go, go away. But as we move forward, by the way, Burger King went woke too, in case you're concerned about not being able to get your, two, your big Whopper with cheese any way you want it with your little king hat, yeah, they went woke. And I'm sure McDonald's is going to do the same. They're just as bad, if not a thousand times worse. Two whole beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickle, onions on a sesame seed bun. 
Did you know you can do that backwards fast too? Bun seed sesame uh, on onions, cheese, pickles, a patty sauce on all two or something like that. Comes out pretty close. Anyway, it's been a long time since I did that one. But anyway, we need we need to be the change. And we need to do it with the conviction of our hearts in faith and with our loving God and do it like warriors that God has shown us and modeled us around so that we understand that when we fight, it isn't fight to make peace with an enemy that's going to go back and do the same thing. It's fighting because we have a God of war and our God of war is not happy and we shouldn't be happy either. Time to engage the enemy. Time to be David. Time to lop off its head. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight humbled and very blessed. Always blessed to have these t- this time that we have together in this fellowship that we've built. As unique and as imperfect it is, is it is, it proves again and again to just truly be in- filled with the Holy Spirit, and we're so blessed for that. Father, I want to open tonight with a very wonderful, wonderful prayer. And this is for one of our own, Bree. Bree, Father, as you well know, is uh, the mother of now of now six children. We prayed for her last week. And Father, thank you for the blessings that come through this. And so, Father, I'm going to read the note that's been shared, <laughs> titled, Babies Here, Uncle Scott. Thanks again for all the love, support, prayers. Baby Mac, a.k.a. Mackenzie David, came in at 4.15 a.m. this morning. Happy, healthy, beautiful soul. It took two days, but it was funny. I totally started contracting only two hours after the Bards Nation prayer the other night. Love being part of the Bards family. So glad baby is here safely and daddy is now home with us for several days. So grateful. Bree. Well, Father, thank you. Because in the midst of all the crazy, there can be nothing more wonderful than the blessings of a newborn into a loving family that has accepted Jesus and loves you. And it's a reminder, Father, of what we have. A community that is truly a family. And in this unique space where we have built this, we are blessed to continue to see that build. And so we pray and, and declare a hedge of protection around all of us here. And another prayer, Father. A prayer of inspiration. Father, my prayer to Bard's Nation, for all those that will join. Father, hear my heart that I declare the authorities given to me by Jesus, the spark of innovation and inspiration on the hearts of every person in Bards Nation to be lifted up and inspired, whatever, however small or how big the task, to build something, to grow something, to help us move farther away in this exodus from the corporate world into cottage industries that will be appealing to all. For those that are already in that process, Father, provide them with the resources they need. And for all those with the spark of ideas, as those ideas are brought to you and they're blessed off by you, Father, we just pray for the immense resources that are needed across this entire nation, no matter how small or how great, to lift up this community, this fellowship, and to give the spark of innovation, the spark of creation, the spark of creating, and that spark of and fire of righteousness to bring things into the world that are needed, that are blessed and made by the hands which you gave us. Thank you, Father. This is a time for us to be truly rise up as the overcomers of this time. We waller too much in the quagmire of the minutia which these people spew out, and they spew out a lot of it. But we need to be the warriors like David, 
and understand that as we stand before the Goliaths, that every one of them can be brought to the ground and every one of them can be beheaded by their own sword. All it takes is us to be courageous like David, not weak like the army that stood on the side waiting to have Goliath either destroy them or even possibly giving in. And that's something we shall never do. So, Father, this blessing over all of Bar's nation is also the blessing of the heart of David. To be courageous, to be innovative, to pursue the dreams and the passions which you put within the heart of each, and to now begin to be builders as we step into this new world that we will create, not waiting for someone to build it for us, but that we will create. Thank you, Father. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. I think that last point is super important. That was just kind of put on my heart as I said it. We are building the future. We're not waiting for someone else. That's the problem that's going on here. It's people like, okay, Target. Well, I'm just using this as an example, but it's like, okay, Target. Well, maybe that'll pass and they'll get better. They're not going to get better. They're built on the, on the, on a, like a house built on sand. How can that get better? It won't. When I lived in, in Florida, I lived down in Gainesville, Florida, and then I moved from there for a while. I moved down to Delray Beach. I'm just going to close with this tonight. And I, there was a house that I came across. I really liked it, liked the style. And it was very affordable. And it was a, um, in Delray Beach properties, even when I was there, were not that affordable. And the owner was willing to carry a contract. And so I took a look at the house and I was intrigued, but there were some cracks in it. And there were cracks on the walls. And it was an all concrete house and there were cracks on the floor. And as I did a little digging, what I discovered is that there was actually the beginnings of a small sinkhole underneath the house that had a solid slab foundation. Now I could have taken the house. Matter of fact, I, as a guy that grew up in construction, I had a lot of ideas of how I could fix it. A lot of work, but it could have been done. And I could have done it, most of it myself. But the fact is, I was never going to change that sinkhole unless I tore the house down. And even then, that's doubtful. And there was always the question of what that sinkhole would become. Even if I was to cut open that floor and we were to pour it with concrete, what would happen down the road? The example I'm making here is that this is what every one of these corporations is today. I could have put new paint on the outside of that house. I could have used all sorts of concrete fill and patch to patch the cracks, the small, as small as they were, a couple big ones. I could have decorated it up and made it look great. I would have looked wonderful. It's like putting lipstick on a pig. But at the end of the day, it's still a pig. So... When we're looking at these challenges ahead of us, and if you are in a type of thinking where you're suggesting to yourself that yeah, it's, maybe it's not that bad, it's always going to be that bad. And that's why these companies need to be brought to the ground. We don't need them anymore. We've discovered more and more who we are. And we know, above all things, that our Father is with us and does not tolerate the behavior which they exhibit. We have a God of war. Let's be his soldiers. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tomorrow. For bended knee, until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest end. Oh, I want to feel something.